Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, like always, is James. How's it going, James? Hey, everybody. I'm doing good. How are you? Was uh, pre-release weekend this weekend? Did you play it all? I did not, but I heard you did, and you did pretty well, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we went two and two and two at a giant. Me and that's my wife. pretty for two at a giant. That's pretty good, but yeah, yeah I heard you was... got a pretty nice card that you pulled. Yeah, we hit the promo uh, so it was like, heck yeah, sick. Let's go. Made back um, your uh, made back your pre-release right there. <laughs> yep. yep. All right, well, today we're going to be talking about the Commander cards of Brothers War for the Brothers War Commander decks. There's only two of them, so it's not a lot of cards, and we're not doing, you know, reprints or anything like that. Um, but before we jump into that, I'm going to do a couple sponsors. So our first sponsor here is Zencaster. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal-clear audio and video right into the suite, so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. If you want 30% off a Zencaster Pro account because you're thinking about making a podcast yourself, please use offer code zen.ai slash place for 30% off. <clears throat> we are also brought to you by TCG Player. We have an affiliate link. You can find that in our show notes, in our Discord, and on our website, mtgplace.net. Uh, the final way you can support us is through the Patreon from now through the end of the year. We will be giving out signed cards to anyone who signs up. So please do that because we much appreciate it if you support our content. Um, that helps us get episodes out in a timely manner. Yes, indeed. Uh, these episodes do take a lot, especially the ones where you have to go through sets, uh, take lots of time. So uh, we definitely appreciate any support whatsoever. All right, so uh, James, why don't we just jump right into it here? What is the uh, we'll go in Wooberg order here? What's the first card of the commander? Alrighty, uh, so first white card uh, that that's rares and mythics, by the way, um, is Disciple of Kalis Nin. Uh, it is four and a white for a three-four human wizard creature. When Disciple of Kalis Nin enters the battlefield, starting with you, each player chooses up to five permanents they control. All permanents other than Disciple of Kalis Nin that weren't chosen this way phase out. Permanents can't phase in. So they just kind of go poof. And so it's a 3-4 wizard. <laughs> you get to keep this and one other thing. Or no, five things. Five, right? yeah. Five things. You keep this and five things, and everybody else chooses five things, and everything else is phased out until this dies. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> O-ring kind of for multiple things, yeah. <laughs> Could be good. I mean, especially against yeah. like, tokens or something. But yeah, it's really good for tokens because they come back. It does count your lands, so like somebody doesn't choose their lands, they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Can't play the game. It's pretty yeah, interesting. Interesting card there. Uh, that'll be fun to play with, I'm sure. Uh, next up, we got. Sandwell, Avenger Ace. Uh, It's one and a white for a 3-1 legendary creature human pilot. As long as an artifact creature you control is attacking, prevent all damage that will be dealt to Sandwell, Avenger Ace. Whenever Sandwell becomes tapped, exile the top six cards of your library. You may cast a vehicle or or artifact creature spell from among them. 
but the rest on the Bobby Library in a random order. All right. So uh, this is good with other artifacts, it looks like. Yeah, so this is like you attack with another artifact creature. This is basically invincible for that round. And you get to flip up six cards and you can cast a card from them. When you're on attacks, on attacks you're doing that. So yeah, I mean you still have to pay the mana, but you can get card draw, cast a spell. Thing, it's pretty good. Yeah, get a big ass vehicle and play or something. Yep, and he himself is a yeah. pilot, so we have those things where the pilots crew vehicles. Mm, yeah, for less. So yeah, this this could be good in a vehicle deck of some kind for sure. Uh, next up, we got Scholar of New Horizons. It is one and a white for a 1-1 human scout creature. Scholar of New Horizons enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Tap it, remove a counter from a permanent you control. Search your library for a planes card and reveal it. If an opponent controls more lands than you, you may put that card onto the battlefield tapped. If you don't, put the card onto the battlefield. Uh, in uh, Sorry. If you don't put the card onto the battlefield, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. So two for a two-two, and then you can tap it to get a planes. Um, in a counters deck, this is way better because you can keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, get planes. <laughs> uh, especially, and like you can get duels with that if you have like a planes forest. Planes. Yep, planes card. Very um, good. It's it's kind of like weather wayfair in a way. Yeah, I mean, and the the only downside is it goes to your hand if you if but you could put it into play if they have more lands than you. So yeah. That's cool. That's a that's a pretty good card. Whites needed some more mana ramps. So there you go. Yep. All right, on to blue. Uh, we got Glint Raker. It's three and a blue for a one-three Drake. It's got the old border colors of the Drake too. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, flying. It's got <laughs> flying. Uh, and Glint Raker gets plus X plus O, where X is the highest mana value among artifacts you control. Whatever feels common damage to a player, you may reveal the top, that many cards on the top of your library, put an artifact card into your hand, and the rest of the graveyard. So if you okay. have a small ring out, this is a 2-3, look at two yeah. cards, put one in your hand. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Not bad at all. And then if you have, you know, big, like Tron, you know, so you have, like, big shit out, uh, this could do a lot. <laughs> right. It's a flying Drake. Yeah, sick. I haven't seen Drake's um, in a while. Like, at least not with no. the retro border. <laughs> yeah, I know. Brings you back, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> new, like, Wind Drake. <laughs> yeah, like, 7th edition. Uh, good times. Um, yeah, that's great with, uh, again, with an artifact deck. It's a good creature to go in it. Uh, next up, we got March of Progress. It is 2 and a blue for a sorcery. Choose target artifact creature you control for each creature chosen this way. Create a token that's a copy of it. Then it has overload six and a blue, which is you may cast the spell for its overload cost. If you do, change its text by replacing all instances of target with each. So yeah, so for, for three mana copy one of your artifacts, seven mana copy every single one you ever play. Yep. That all has to be artifact creatures, though. Yeah, artifact creatures. So again, you have to have creatures that are artifacts not just like yeah. soul rings and stuff i think it's still good yeah it's copy or like blight steals <laughs> <laughs> like you need a copy of that but yeah. i know right <laughs> um yeah i'm sure in the right uh deck this can be very good 
Definitely. Uh, next up, we got Thanos, Solemn Surveyor. It's one in a blue for a 1-3 legendary creature human artificer. It is pay two and tap it. Create a token that's a copy of up to one target artifact token you control and mill two cards. And then it has pay one, a white, a blue, and a black. So Esper, tap it, sacrifice two artifact tokens, exile an artifact or creature card from your graveyard, create a token that's a copy of the exiled card, except for it's an artifact in addition to its other types. Like there is a sorcery. Yep. So you need to make a lot of tokens of your artifacts and then sack them to get a better copy. I guess, yeah. Inter- interesting here. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Trying to think how this like, what this like would work with. I mean, you'd need other things that make copies of artifacts, like right. So, yeah. like, this can copy your tokens that you already have. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if you play like that relic that puts like five copies of itself in the play, you can just keep making a bunch of mana rocks. Yeah. <laughs> which, that's always good. I'm sure there's probably a way to to use this that like can maybe go crazy, but. I mean, especially I, with like doubling season, you'll get that too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure there's a way to kind of bust this a little bit, which. I mean, you could also play. What is that? Card that just makes everything an artifact. Oh, um, like yeah. Your one one um, tokens can just be copied. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Stuff yeah. like that. So. Well, that is uh, our three blue cards. <laughs> uh, on to black. Uh, first one is Tersier's uh, uh, Devastation. It is X2 Black Black for a sorcery. You lose X life and create X tapped Power Stone cre- uh, tokens. Then all creatures get minus mi- minus one minus one until end of turn for each artifact you control. So this seems really good in artifact deck because mm-hmm. a you could just pay zero for X and then all creatures get minus one minus one for every artifact you control already. Yeah. And then if you need more artifacts, you just make some Power Stones. Yep. Yep. So. This this is honestly pretty good. For yeah, sorcery. I think that's like premium black removal for artifacts. Mm-hmm. No artifact deck. Uh, next up, we got the Wire Surgeons. It's four black black for a 6-5 human artificer with fear. Uh, each artifact creature card in your graveyard has Encore. Its Encore cost is equal to its mana cost. So, and then when Encore is, is, you exile it, pay its mana cost. For each opponent, you make a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn of able it gains haste sacrifice them at the end step actually is sorcery oh interesting that's craziness each artifact creature card gets it yeah everything in your graveyard just has it that's (laughs) gross well you killed this one i get to swing at each of you one more time with it (laughs) and just a sacrifice at the beginning of the next end step so end step yeah so you can keep doing it then, right? You don't have to like it's not like unearth where you like have to exile it. No, you Did exile you it. You exile it when you cast it when you first. Oh, do. it's oh, I see. And then okay. you set tokens. I was about to say that seems. But this weird. combos with that other blue guy because like if you make the the copy of that other token, the copy would stay. 
because you're making three copies, right. right? Then you can make yep. another copy, and then that copy would stay. Or you just use, like, end the turn, and then you don't have to sack them. That, that's always a thing. <laughs> There's cards that do that, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems pretty good. 100%. It does cost six mana, though. But it is a six yeah. five fear on top of that. Rightfully so. I mean, I think it, it, that is very valid. <laughs> if it costs any less than that, that'd be kind of broken, I think, so. And it's well statted for that cost, so. Uh, next up is Wreck Hunter. It is black, black for a 2-2 human artificer creature with flash. When Wreck Hunter enters the battlefield, choose target player. You create a tapped Power Stone token for each non-land card in that player's graveyard uh, that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Dude, that seems so, really good. That's busted if you like, like someone just, just board wipes, wipes. Them out yeah, yeah someone like board wipes and you're like okay play the flash this in get a bunch of power stones it's like and now i have mana <laughs> yeah granted you go use them on artifacts or abilities but i'm sure you got something to pump them in well that sure you you that's why you run this in a deck that it has artifacts and stuff in it so right yep so yeah those cards are good black's got good stuff uh, now onto red here. We got Blast Furnace Hellkite. Seven red red. So Jeez, nine mana man. for a 5-5 five, five flying double strike dragon. Creatures attacking your opponents have double strike. So th And then it has artifact offering. You may cast this spell as though it had flash by sacrificing an artifact and paying the difference in its mana cost between this and the sacrificed artifact. The mana cost includes the color. Okay. You sack a seven mana artifact, you only pay two yeah. for this. You can play it as an instant. And it gives all creatures attacking your opponent's double strike. So if someone swings at your opponent, oh, I'm going to sack an artifact, flash this in. Now everything that's attacking my other opponent has double strike. <laughs> that's gross, man. <laughs> Holy crap. And then this itself has flying double strike and gives all of your yeah. stuff double strike too, obviously. But it also yeah. gives your opponents attacking each other double strike. So you like <laughs> do this like in the middle of the combat phase and just right. fuck them over if they don't block? Yep. <laughs> like, oof. You're taking double damage, buddy, plus another 10. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, you're probably dead. So, right. uh, yeah. This seems that's fun. Pretty fun. fun dragon. Yeah. Uh, def yeah, it definitely works with some kind of artifact to flash it in with. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you need what at least because this costs eight, nine, nine. So you you would need at least like a two mana artifact to make this playable, probably like six mana for that's not that bad. No, that's a lot so, better. So if you have like a signet or something or a talisman, tap it for mana that yeah. gets you one, and then sack it, it gets you three. Then yeah, so. then you just throw this in. You're good to go. Uh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, Farid Enterprising Salvager. Uh, it is two and a red for a 3-3 three, three human legendary human soldier creature. Uh, whenever a non-token artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a colorless artifact token named Scrap. Then you can pay a one and a red, sacrifice an artifact, and choose one. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Ferret. It gains menace until end of turn. Goad target creature or discard a card, then draw a card. 
So whenever your non-token artifacts are destroyed, basically, you're yeah. going to get scrap metal that you can then yeah. s- sack for its ability. Just <laughs> pretty cool. It's interesting. I mean, they do nothing outside of having a sack outlet for artifacts, but yeah, it's interesting. He, gets, he can get bigger, or he can like draw cards, or I guess he can goad some if you really want to. Personally, I'm not a fan of right. that, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think the best mode is the one-one counters on it and giving it. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, looting isn't bad either if you need cards. Yeah, you're probably going to be making him bigger though, because that's usually what you want. Uh, Next up, we got Sardian Avenger. Is one in a red for a one-one Goblin Warrior with first strike and trample, and whenever it attacks, it gets plus X plus O, where X is the number of artifacts your opponent controls. And whenever an artifact an opponent controls to put their graveyard from the battlefield, it deals one damage to that player. So this is the anti-artifact card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is your sideboard for against artifacts. <laughs> it's doing everything you want it to do against artifacts. Yep. It's just pinging the crap out. This is just going to be good in Commander, right? Because I mean, like most of the time, your opponent's going to have at least one or two. So then you. Have oh like yeah, two, I mean they're going to at least have the rocks. Two or three or first strike signets or you know something. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Soul so ring. At minimum, it's like a two, two one or three one first strike trample. Yeah, that's not bad yeah. for two. Yeah. You know, especially because it's on turn like three or something when they are, have that like in play. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're you're kind of good to go. Nice aggro move. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up, we have the Brothers War Saga. Uh, it is three and a red for a Saga enchantment. Um, chapter one is create two tapped Power Stone tokens. Chapter two is choose two target players until your next turn. Each creature they control attacks the other chosen player each combat if able. And finally, Chapter 3, the Brothers War deals X damage to any target and X damage to any other target where X is the number of artifacts you control. Yeah, so this seems okay. I mean, you get some power yeah. stones, you make two people attack each other and not you. Yeah. Deal X damage for X number of artifacts. I actually opened this in my Price oh, packs. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. This seems like a pretty good enchantment for red. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, as long as you, you know, you have artifacts. Right. It's, you know. And even, even if you don't, like... I mean, worst case, it's two damage, right? Yeah. I mean, you but, want I mean, at least then, something then it's like more than that. Four for two mana rocks and two damage, and you yeah. get one round of not attacking you, it's like, meh. But yeah, that's <laughs> mid really in the deck. Yeah, that definitely works with artifacts. And then you can actually use the Power Stone tokens too, which is what you want. All right, so that's the end of red. On to, on to green. Yeah, so green, we got Root Path Purifier. It's three and a green for a 3-4 Elf Druid. Lands you control and land cards in your library are basic. Oh, God. <laughs> so let me cultivate for my, my Gaia's Cradle. My Cradle's and, basic? <laughs> yeah, let me cultivate for my Gaia's Cradle and, like, whatever other land I want. My Temple Garden. Or, well, yeah, my <laughs> Temple Garden and yeah. Yeah, Command Tower. <laughs> my my uh, windswept heath. It's like, yeah, yep. okay. <laughs> rampant growth. 
for like Gaius Cradle, just like whatever you want. This is nasty. Let me get my Urborg. <laughs> so um, this is an instant target to remove right here because uh, right. if this stays in the field, um, they're going to be getting a lot of land that you don't want. Right. This is and they're just yeah, going to be like hell. They're going to be playing all sorts of the cheap costing mana ramp that searches for basics. Like Evolving Wilds can now go get whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Like usually <laughs> Evolving Wilds is just whatever, you know, it's not a big deal. But yeah, it's like, oh yeah, when Evolving Wilds can get a freaking like, you know, Temple Garden or Bayou or whatever, sure, yeah, that's a Wait. lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, seems very, very good. Uh, like, like, like Green needed more ways to cheat in Crazy Ramp. Like, my God. <laughs> I know, it's super good. This might it's, be the best card that we've talked about. That yeah. Anything, anything that can like somehow break the rules for mana is always really good, and yeah, this is definitely doing that. So, very, 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 very good card. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Titania Nature's Force. Uh, it is four green, green for a six-six legendary elemental creature. You may play Force from your graveyard. Whenever a forest enters the battlefield under your control, create a 5-3 green elemental creature token. Whenever an elemental you control dies, you may mill three cards. This Is is this the same one from the main set? Or is no, this, this one is different? Diff- this is different. Okay. Uh, same character, different card. Yeah, it's the same name. But... Um, <laughs> so you get to play forest in your grave. You can self-mill yeah. yourself. You get five threes. So if you self-mill, if you hit forests, you can then play them. Obviously, yeah. It seems really good in mono green or possibly... I mean, I'm trying to think of where the self-mill matters. Like, what if you play Elemental Tribal and you just wanted to, like, mill your deck? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure if there's something that, like, really wants that. I mean, you could do it in, like, Thassa's Oracle or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's usually more of, like, a black thing, so... But... Maybe there's a creature that's out there that thrives off of that for some reason. I can't think of one, though. Uh, I mean, still, getting five threes when you play forests. And playing that's very good. And, then it's, and it's literally a freaking crucible on a creature. Like, yeah, right. that that's good. <laughs> Definitely. Well, on to the multis. Yeah, next up we got Urza Chief Artificer. Three white, blue, black. So three Nesper. Six mana total for a four-five legendary creature, human artificer with affinity for artifact creatures. Oh, so it's okay. affinity, but only for artifact creatures. And then artifact creatures you control have menace. At the beginning of your end step, create a zero-zero colorless construct artifact creature token. With this creature gets plus one plus one for every artifact you control. So he's okay. making artifacts that then give you affinity, or that then have menace. And then it itself has affinity for artifact creatures, if you so you could play it quicker if you have stuff on the board already. Awesome. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, that, that seems very, very, very good. Um, this seems like, uh, God. Well, yeah. So you just throw it in quick. Well, it, it can only it can only be up to three though, right? You just have to pay the colored mana, but... right? So you could pay three for a four five if you have three dorks out, right? Like if you play the thing that makes one one thopters. Yep. 
then your thopters have menace, and then you start getting constructs every turn that get are bigger. You gotta make themselves bigger every turn just because you get multiples of. Right. Which that yeah, of course that that. like just having just having like, <coughs> you know, if this sticks for like two turns, it's like okay, I got two constructs that are probably like five fives with menace. Like good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right on to the next one <clears throat> uh we have ashnod the uncaring uh it is two blue black red or i believe that's grixis for a one four legendary human artist artificer creature with death touch Whenever you activate an ability of an artifact or a creature that isn't a mana ability, if one or more permanents were sacrificed to activate it, you may copy that ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. Wait, so does this go, like, almost infinite? Well, not infinite, but... So if you sack to Ashnod's altar, you get four mana. So two. (laughs) Because you're copying it. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Or like birthing pod, I could trigger it twice. <laughs> well, because yeah, Ashnod's also has a mana ability, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, that adds mana. Yeah, right. yeah, not not a mana ability. So yeah, that'd be broken otherwise. But yeah, birthing pod though, I'm pretty sure that one works. Yeah, you get uh, two two creatures. Two dudes. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't. There's other ones like the sack deal damage. Yeah. You deal two damage. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of. Well, like top, that's got activated abilities. Yeah, but you don't sacrifice for it. Oh yeah. Okay. Like the cost has to be sacrificed. Gotcha. So it limits on um, what you can use, but it's usually right. a win con in like an aristocrats. Or artifact mm-hmm. tokens deck, so it's just going to make those double as good, right? Seems yeah. I feel like this is very good in the right scenario, definitely. Yeah, you definitely have to build around it. Otherwise, it's just yeah. Man, it's five for one four death touch. It's like whatever. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, next up, we got Mishra, the Eminent One. Two blue, black, red, so two in Grixis, five mana for a 5 4 legendary creature, human artificer. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token that's a copy of target non creature artifact you control, except its name is Mishra's Warform, and it's a 4 4 construct artifact creature in addition to its other types. It gains haste till the end turn, sacrifice it at the end step. Oh, God. So, okay. copy my Sol Ring into a 4-4, four, yeah. four, and I can either tap it for mana or attack for 4, or any of those Yeah, one, one for a 4-4 four, four. <laughs> seems good. Or, uh, let's see, let me, you know, copy. There's a lot of stuff you could probably copy that'd be alright. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's uh, the Spine? Copy that spine. Oh, spine of Ishna? Or it, yeah, the one where it destroys yeah. target, target permanent. Like, oh, destroy yeah. something, and then I tag you with a 4 4. And then when it dies, I destroy another thing. <laughs> I destroy another thing? <laughs> <laughs> Seems really good with that. 
<laughs> yes, that is great. Very, very, very good. Alrighty. Um, <clears throat> next up, we have. Uh, okay, that was me, sure. Yeah. So we have uh, the Arc. What the heck? The Archimandrite. Uh, Arc- it, yeah, Arc- Arc- yeah, that. <laughs> uh, it is two and Jeskai for a red, white, red, red, blue, red, and white for a zero five legendary human advisor creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life, or X is the number of cards in your hand minus four. Whenever you gain life, each advisor, artificer, and monk you control. Gains vigilance and gets plus X plus toe until end of turn, where X is the amount of life you gained. Tap three untapped advisors, artificers, and or monks you control. Draw a card. So, gain life deck or advisor, artificer, monk, tribal? Yeah, that's quite the tribal. <laughs> Seems like, weird. And, like, you're always going to want... Like you always want at least five cards in your hand, so you get at least one life. Yeah, he's going to be able to get one. Yeah, the, the minus four is a little brutal, but... Yeah, if you got more than five, you're you're good to go. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like that's kind of a cool card. Want to see how that works in like the wild? Right. Uh, let's uh, see. Next up, that's we got uh, artifacts. Uh, Kayla's music box. It's a uh, two mana for a legendary artifact with pay a white, tap it, look at the top card of your library, then exile it face down. And then it has tap a ton of turn. You may play cards you own exiled with Kayla's music box. So you can play lands or you can play yeah. cast spells. That's pretty crazy that it costs yeah, white to it do is. that. So it's like yeah, a white top kind of. <laughs> yeah, basically. White, whatever that red one is that lets you play stuff from exile. That like the wishes kind of? Yeah, there's like there's like a red card that like exiles stuff at the top of your deck and then you can cast it. Oh, okay. There's a black card, too, that does that. But now there's a white card that does it. Yeah. More card draw for white. Yep. That seems very good, too. Also ramp, too. Yep. Just play the lamp. Usually just play it. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Thopter Shop. That is three for an artifact. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control die, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn, and then you can pay two and a white and tap it. Create a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. Well, this is more white card draw. Yep, I mean, or artifact exactly. card draw if you don't have white, but, and then white to make Thopters. Yep. Just make some tokens, draw some cards. Pretty good. Uh, next up, we got Machine God's Effigy. It's four mana artifact. You may have it. Machine God's Effigy enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except for it's an artifact that also has tap add a blue. But it has tap as add a blue. As well, yeah. So you can either play it as four mana, because you could may. You can play it as a four yeah. mana mana rock that has for blue, or you could copy any creature on the battlefield. I think a lot of, unless there's literally nothing on the field, you're probably going to be doing that. So this is just a better clone, right? Like, cause yeah, clones it's a clone that's our mana dork on top yeah. of what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah, that's, that's sick. I like that. 
<clears throat> uh, next up, we have Hexavus. Uh, it is six for a zero zero artifact construct creature with flying. Hexavus enters the battlefield with six plus one plus one counters on it. Pay one, remove a plus one plus one counter from Hexavus, put a flying counter on another target creature. Pay one, remove a counter from another creature you control, put a plus one plus one counter on Hexavus. So this is like literally arc bound stuff here, basically. Well, yeah. So moving those tokens around. You can move the remove a plus one plus one counter to put flying counters and stuff. But let's remove any counter from a creature. So if you play like that um, deck, Cathral deck, where you have like hexproof, indestructible counters and stuff, you can take those counters off to make this thing bigger. Yeah, I feel like switch one of these for flying. This would be really good in that deck for sure. Um, but if you don't have a counter theme, then this is just bad. Like yeah. six for six is flying. It's it's just whatever. Right. I mean, even because like at worst, it's what a six for six six flyer that can make up to six of your things half flying. Like, right, which may might be good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth that much mana though. No. So you definitely want a counter theme to, for this to be in the deck. Yeah. That, that makes this card much better. Martin Teton did the artwork. It's kind of cool. Oh, nice. <clears throat> uh, next up, we got the Scavenged Brawler. Six mana for a 4-4 artifact construct. Flying, Vigilance, Trample, Lifelink. Five mana, exile it from your graveyard. Choose target creature, put four Bustle Stone counters, a Flying counter, a Vigilance counter, a trample counter and lifelink counter on that creature. Activate the sorcery. Damn. So many keywords. So this is six mana for four four with all those keywords, which this is also great in that capital deck. Yeah. Because it has all the keywords. And then it's even better if it gets milled into your graveyard because you just exile it and put all put basically its entire stats on something else. Yeah. Seems very, <laughs> very good. Uh that's that's kind of sick. That's really good. Yeah, Flying Vigilance, Trample, Lifelink, or 4-4. Yeah. So that's a crazy amount of stats you can just throw around. You could just put the you could just put this in like your mono black deck though and be like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, buried alive or entomb for this, and then I'm gonna exile mm-hmm. this to my graveyard and yeah. just buff my creature and give it all these stats. Just give it to like I don't know, like some like zombie you have or something and just <laughs> right. <make it> huge <laughs> huge, zombie, huge flying like, vigilance trample lifelink zombie yeah <laughs> it's like a 6-6 six, six now like whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome that's that's a good card uh next up we have smelting vat uh it is four for an artifact you can pay one and tap it sacrifice another artifact Reveal the top eight cards of your library. Put up to two non-creature artifact cards with total mana value less than or equal to the sacrificed artifact's mana value from among them onto the battlefield and the rest onto the bottom of your library in a random order. So this is like trade in my artifact for up to two other artifacts that are the same value? Melt my eight-cost artifact for two fours? Hopefully it's something you want <laughs> yeah I, I, you'd have to specifically build around this it's similar yeah. to like the birthing pod type thing but back yeah it's, it's like birthing pod for artifacts but yeah but yeah the other, other way around <laughs> yeah seems okay yeah i'm sure there's a way to abuse it i'm sure there's a, a use for it for sure 
Next up, we got the Staff of Titania. It's two mana for an artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus X plus X for X the number of forests you control. Oh, God, okay. And whenever a equip creature attacks, create a 1 1 green forest dryad land creature token with summoning sickness. So it's like Blanchwood Armor, but it's... also creates dryads. Yeah, it's a Blanchwood <laughs> Armor that also makes 1 1 forests, so it buffs your creature. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, oh yeah, it's forest. Yeah, it, it's it's the freaking uh, it's the freaking um, dryad arbors, right? Yeah, basically you're creating dryad arbors. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Tap for green. So it's a Blanchard armor that makes your shit bigger. Like that's 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 great. Or uh, I guess what is it called? <laughs> the yeah, is it dryad armor? Yeah, dryad armor is yeah. the the forest. Yeah, that's the forest creature. Making yeah, making those when you attack. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, next up, we got Wondrous Crucible. It is seven for an artifact. Permanency control have Ward 2. Damn. At the beginning of your end step, mill two cards and exile a non-land card at random from your graveyard. Copy it. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Okay, that's good. That's really good. Uh, so just just the Ward 2. Is really ward two. Well, see, that's good, but I don't know if it's worth seven. But then, no. like, oh, I immediately get to take any card at random that's a non land cast it for free every turn. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, makes it that's very good. Very like, good. Like, everything is one, too, so it's going to be a pain in the ass to get rid of. Yeah. Love to see that. Uh, and next finally, up we, got, we have our one land. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Urza's Workshop. Uh, it's a Urza land. It has tap at a waste. Uh, it has metal craft. Tap at a waste for each Urza land you control. Activate if you only have if you have three or more artifacts. So if you have Tron out, this taps for four. Yep, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Makes Tron a lot better. <laughs> I also think I also think Urza Saga is an Urza land, but yeah, that is only I, I for three turns. So you could technically tap this for five. Yeah, most, I think. that's just gross. <laughs> One landed taps for five. Like, there's not many lands that do that, like that amount. It's still, like, it's also good if you don't lot. have. It's also better than the other Tron pieces if you don't have them assembled yet, because then, yep. like you just play a Tron piece and like this adds two right away with the other one still just adds one. Exactly. So. Yeah, so yeah, you, you 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 get to be able to use Tron like way before you normally would, basically. Right. Which, yeah, that's very good. Oh, that is it, I believe. Yeah, that's a show. What's the, what's the best card, you think? That green one? That the green one. Yeah, the green one. Yeah. Easy. That's got yeah, to This Urza's Workshop, I think, is going to be played a lot, dude. Oh, yeah. Literally any kind of, like, Voltron or, like, Glimmer Post, Eldrazi, you know, any anything like that that, like, wants to ramp shit up really quick, this is going to be used. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, alrighty. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. I'll see you at the next time. Thanks a lot for your support.